0: Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders, so let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products you've already alluded a little bit to defensively the style of play that you really love. And, and I can tell that you've got a, a way of playing that you just feel is right for you and your, and your players that you love. What are, what's your favorite style to teach?
1: Well, I, my favorite style is going to be, you know, full court man to man defense. And And one thing I I would say about it is I think when I think a lot of coaches have a negative connotation maybe in their head about pressing and extending full court because, and I hear it, I mean, I've heard it before when I've spoken at clinics that um, the the thought that you're going to give up easy ones, you know, you're going to give up too many easy baskets and you know, I would counter that with, well, I mean, that's, I didn't get in this business, you know, to give up easy baskets. I mean, we don't want to give up easy baskets and, and we feel like we've structured our full court pressure in a way that it limits that. But also if we were running back in a, in a half court defense man or zone, you still give up some easy. I mean, everybody gives up a few, you know, Um, and on offense, we're all trying to get an easy basket. So it's going to, I feel like when you, if you do give one up pressing that people want to point that out, but they don't point out the kid that got beat on a back cut in their pack line defense or whatever, but um, that's okay,
0: oh. <laughs> but don't get
1: beat full court. <laughs> exactly. And, and so that's, I feel like we, what we settled on back at Abilene High that first year and I ha- and I had some great kids that were that were really hungry kids, and many of them became coaches, ironically. And I'm sure hmm. you know uh, some of those guys, but because uh, they're in the, they're all in the Metroplex. But um, who are some of those guys? Some of the, so Kevin Starnes that was at Grapevine, and Jason Bush that was at Rowlett, yeah. and Damon, and uh, Marcus Eckert that was at, at uh, Frisco Liberty. Principal out at Melissa now. Yep. Um, golly, out. See, I'm going to forget somebody. Well, that's good. I had no
0: clue. Yeah, no clue. That's that's really cool though to to see the sure. influence
1: that you've had. Well, I had a crew. of kid. It wasn't me. I I got lucky. I mean, I, <laughs> there was a crew of those guys, like like stars and and Jason Bush and Marcus and and I, I know I'm forgetting some, but uh, Ryan Cabasso's was coaching for a while, and uh, Marcus Strata is now superintendent at Lockhart. We just had a group of guys that, well, they were, they love basketball. They were hungry. They're, they're, they, were, they, yeah. didn't, they were tired of losing. And so we thought, you know, we've, we've got to, we've got to be able to compete with teams that are bigger and longer and, and quote, better than us. So we just thought we could play full court man and get good at that and, and showing traffic in gaps in the open court where somebody's not splitting us right down the middle, a good guard. Um, we can give up passes that don't hurt us that aren't that aren't emergency type passes. And and then if we can get good at that, then, you know, when when the guy's dribbling up or they're clearing out and he's turning our back, we can go jump him, you know, and that becomes disruptive. And and we can have a hot call where we're gonna rotate on the pass back to the safety, or we can stay back and just, you know, try to make it where it's hard for them to run their offense in the half court because I've had to deal with a couple jumps uh getting up to yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that gets in your mind as a coach but even more as a player. If you're yes. constantly worried about where people are coming from, you're less aggressive for what's maybe right in front of you uh those gaps that they
1: could hit. Exactly. And uh and so, you know, we and so then, you know, we we got pretty good at that and thought it was at least making people uncomfortable. We were guarding less half-court offense uh, because they weren't weren't set up to run what they wanted to run when they would get down there. And then we thought, well, you know, like what we could do is when they do get organized and start running their set or their offense, we could chase that first pass to the wing and trap that wing and have a triangle behind it where we're covering, you know, the block the lob and the elbow area where they can't throw a penetrating pass, make them throw something that has air under it. Uh, and that's going to take them out of their offense. So, you know, then we added that piece to the puzzle and and loved it and uh, didn't give up, didn't feel like we gave up easy ones. And amazingly, you can get in a pretty tight triangle and somebody throw a skip pass or a, a 45 pass. And it's amazing how many of those end up getting yeah. tipped or ran through because you're, you're protecting the paint, which I'm a big protect the paint uh defensive coach. And uh you can see and you you know, when a guy rears both arms back to sail one over the top, you kind of get a jump on that. Do you rep that? Like give we, them we, give them the pass, let them go. Yes, we we do uh, we do have a couple drills that we'll do on that, and then we we talk about it constantly in live. I mean, I'm big on um I'm big on hitting the pause button. You know, okay, well, blowing the whistle on. Everybody go back where you were, where the ball was in the trap. Here's a pass he made. You know, there's a whole lot of air under that. You never moved on ball flight. If you move on ball flight, not only do you have a chance to get it, but if you're not there, you're on top of the guy when he catches it. You're ready to guard. Um, And so we added that piece. And so we started, you know, realizing that first year, we're not having to guard a whole lot of, people's stuff you know they're having to just go make plays and we're doing a good job of getting in gaps and trying to keep it out of the paint and so then you know we thought well I mean in our full court band, we're going and jumping when the ball's going away from us and again this I stole all this I'm saying it like it was my idea but I stole it from coach Meyer and those other coaches we're going when the ball's getting dribbled away from us we're coming across kind of from his blind side and trying to you know we're trying to cut it what if we You know, changed it to the offense doesn't know we've changed it. If he's dribbling at us, go. So then we could do both. So then they didn't know which direction we were gonna come from. And that just became simply, you know, if I hold one fist up, we're coming from across. Two fists, we're coming. If he's coming at us, we're going at him. And so So,
0: we Yeah, Tommy Thomas, fist and double fist. That's who I played for. And we had a. it's it's been years since I've thought about that. When you said it kind of jarred just a a memory, but that that was that was effective.
1: It's uh, so you know, we when we tell our kids those two things are married. I mean, they're a perfect complement to each other because they get used to us coming from one way, and then we're going to change it. We're coming from the other way, and now they're not sure. And so then we can go straight five hundred and not come from anywhere, but they think we're going to. So now they're being cautious, <laughs> <It's coming up laughs> the court and we can see and you know and be ready to react wherever they throw it. Um and so those were, those are kind of the pieces of how we do it. Um, our base is, is coming from the blind side or coming across laterally. Um, and then we add, we add the, you know, coming up the floor when the ball's coming at you, you go with it. And then on, on any of them, we can add what we call side fist, you know, the first time they hit a wing, you know, then go trap it to take them out of their offense and, and so we just, uh, we got all that in that first year and we've never, you know, we've never changed it and we can, and we'll go straight man to man. We're, but they, they don't know if we're going to trap or not. It's, I feel like it's made our, just our half court man or straight man better because I feel like people are a little hesitant because are they about to trap the wing when we throw it over there or, and then if we throw it down in the corner, we'll go, we'll go chase it on the corner trap too. Um, So you know with that we we had three defensive rules in anything we're doing and that's ball pressure is number one like we have to we have to try to make people dribble we want to get up on them we're never going to try to back off i mean obviously there could be an exception to that if if we had a you know a big slow a slower big guy or something that got matched up you know and our we explain that to our guys like that's an exception to the rule i mean he's going to have to back off just, just
0: contain try, just contain yeah
1: just try to keep him in front of him i mean yeah. you got, be ready to help them in the gaps. And, but primarily constant ball pressure. We want to be there on the catch. Uh, if a, in the open court, if a guy haven't you haven't has not used his dribble, we want to try to make him dribble uh, and no splits. We don't want the ball going between two of us. So that's where our protect the paint mentality comes in. We don't. So we actually are a, you know, if we have to, we'll seal all the way. And the next guy get the kick, or we talk every day, we'll do some form of what we call loaded spring. So we want to seal as a loaded spring. So we're here when we feel like it's stopped, we want to be a spring shooting back to our guy.
0: Hmm.
1: Staying at an angle where we're keeping our guy in sight. If he's back cutting, we would be backing up with them, but there's still traffic. We talk to our kids about, you know, if you're driving on a freeway you're and you're in a hurry, then, uh, you know, you want to try to get in that lane where it looks like there's less traffic, and so we want to show that you know a, a good attacking guard or a good attacking player. We want to show him traffic. We want yeah. to show him crowded lanes, and um, and that might mean you have to be more of a loaded spring. Um, we feel like, and this is, you know, I, I'll catch some some argumentation on this. I'm I'm sure. I do not believe. Like I think the three point shot is a great tool. we use it, we use it a lot we that's why we work on shooting every day um and try to get kids to stay late in the evening shoot you know doing doing a shooting workout. but I don't believe that people are gonna beat you on contested threes I, and so I just don't i just don't i mean I know it can happen. it's probably happened to us at a rare occasion, but I think the odds are,
0: yeah, you just tip your hat and you keep playing. Yeah.
1: If you are, if we are closing out with the flight of the ball, and we get there and get a hand up, we don't jump or do or fly by, um, then we feel like that's a good shot for us on the yep. defensive side. Now, granted, we we have breakdowns, and you know you'll see teams make a pass or an extra and have a wide open look. Now, though, you know those, if you give up too many. You know, you might be asking
0: that's where it. a mistake came. Like because yeah. theoretically, you can do everything correct and they still get a shot off. The goal isn't to stop them from ever shooting the ball. That's right. not gonna happen, but we can create <laughs> contested shots and, yes. and those make or miss, great possession. Open shots, breakdown happened.
1: Breakdown. And that's right. We do have, you know, I wish we never had breakdowns, but like everybody sure. else. We do, but when we're you know when we're playing well and and we had like we probably had the the least talented team this past season that we've had about twenty three years at paladura um just in the least de- the least amount of depth too i mean so we we're we had one really good player and just you know just really inexperienced all around them and just it was just kind of a struggle and yet we we had some we had some really high quality wins throughout the season and it was because we we had less breakdowns those nights our our press affected them and they they shot contested threes and, and didn't shoot shots in the paint and we blocked out so that's our third defensive rule ball pressure no splits five guys blocking out and and so we had some quality wins because when they when they executed our defense well and then our press i feel like you know, could get teams just out of their rhythm and out of their comfort zone, and mm-hmm. and then you pick up some easy. You know, you do run through a few passes throughout a game, or or cause a few travels, or yeah, uh, some miscues by the other team, and those are just icing on the cake. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of a quick yeah. summation of what we do, and and that's my favorite way to play. I mean i I don't ever want to I don't ever want to depart from that.
0: So coach, this, first of all, I want to congratulate you on, on, uh, this has been the longest defensive talk in the <laughs> history of the Jamodi podcast. Uh, don't, don't get into it very much, but, but I do enjoy talking the style of defense that you play, um, because, you know, race and space offensively really works well when you're creating the same type of tempo on the other side and you're yes. right on the money, uh. Most teams, they spend 95% of their time on plays that get one or two guys the ball the most of the time. So creating or making plays is difficult. Like, And, and that's where I think your style of play and the way we try to play offense too is we want to be creating that indecision, that disconnect, conflict, coach, between the coach, what he wants, and what players see that they could do. And because if they can if we can create that conflict, um I think over time, you've got them. I've got a couple questions. One, ball pressure. Blow buys to me from when we say ball pressure are it's frustrating. And I understand it is helpful if you have that layer of protection that negates or uh, keeps them from splitting. But what are some keys that you have with your guys to effectively pressuring the ball without giving up a straight line blow by?
1: A great question, it's, and and uh, and it's something that we literally work on or talk about every day, and I until it we feel like it becomes a habit. But so let's talk about offense for a sec, just so we can't get accused of talking too much <laughs> defense. So. On offense, I feel like I mean, if I if if I were still a basketball player, I feel like the low man wins. So if I'm wanting to attack you, you're on defense. We tell our kids on offense, you know, do you want to be a spear or a shield? You know, you gotta be a spear. Um, attack with your head, use your head as a weapon, be the low man. And so we say that all the time, you know, just you're, you know, you're a shield. That's why you can't get by anybody. Or man, that's good got to be a spear. Um, Well, conversely, guarding the ball, we teach the same thing. And that's, and so I kind of like that as far as our, our skill work with our guys on the offensive side, you know, we're telling the same thing on defense and I, and a lot of coaches, and this goes back to what you said earlier about like, why do we do that? I can remember doing defensive slides with my chest flat, you know, and, and so we tell guys, like, if he's a shield, you know, you go by him. So like when we're on defense, don't ever be a shield. So we actually I, I use some of the analogies I use is like a tennis player waiting on the serve. Like what kind of stance are they? Their head's gonna be over their feet, they're ready to move. They're not standing there with their chest straight up and down. That's um, right. A uh, you know, before you make a tackle in football, you're not, you know, gonna or at least When I, I mean, you see some upright tackles, but I mean, if you're really wanting to hit a guy at the waistline, then, you know, you're, you're a spear. Yeah. You're trying to get off a block. You better be a spear as it's coming at you. So anytime they have a dribble, we want, we want to be, we want our head over our feet. We never want to try to guard the ball with a flat chest. We all, and we tell them, guard like we, and I know probably people have been in our practice coaches that have come to watch and thought, man, that's kind of interesting. We tell our guys guard it with your head, like guard your, and so get your head down there, guard it with your head. And, and if they pick up their dribble, then yes, you know, you can
0: raise up up and you mirror a little bit more. Yeah. But
1: I mean, you better be, uh, you know, just like a cat ready. You better be down and again, loaded up, ready to move. Um, but be a spear on defense, a spear on offense. Um, and so that's the first thing. So, like, we'll do a little bit of uh, early in practice most every day, a little bit of one-on-one full court, and we tell the offense, get a straight-line beat. And we tell – it, and the, the defender standing right there, we'll tell them, don't give up a straight-line beat. Get one, don't give one up. And we just have them compete. Sometimes we'll score it, we'll have them split, you know, in two teams. uh. You know, and we'll just, you know, if the offensive guy gets a straight line beat, then you know, his team's getting the point and defense doesn't give one up, you know, then they get one and we'll run the loser and it doesn't take us very long. But yeah, I keep emphasizing how important it is to us to be able to stay in front of that ball. Um, because I agree, like it it still comes down to I don't know if it was like Eddie Sutton or 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 who it was, but some legendary great coach said it this game still comes down to either being able to go by your guy or or not letting your guy go by you still comes down to being able to guard somebody. And, and I think if we do a little bit of that every day, even at maybe at times in the year, when it seems less important, then you're just building that habit. And I do think it becomes much easier, even for kids that maybe, you know, last year, you might've thought this guy's never going to be able to guard anybody. Um, But then all of a sudden you realize like, he's kind of figuring it. He's in you know, we we tell them, we use the phrase a lot, anticipate the go move. Like he's going to give you some kind of clue right before he tries to explode by you. Um, and so, you know. Yeah,
0: because you really don't see that level of quickness or deceptiveness where you have really no clue. And then all of a sudden, bam, they're gone. Yes. Like it just doesn't really exist. There's with us, like one of our key offensive moves is a load up a load up where I'm going to come at you fast or slow, right hand, right knee comes up, ball comes to pocket. And I pause, I become big like a puffer fish and I pause and freeze time in that load up moment. That defender has to choose. He can choose to come close. We go, he can choose to jump. We change. He can choose to back up. We shoot, but as a defender, yes. like you have to that. be anticipating, and, and, that, and then then man, coach, there's just all these rabbit holes. And then <laughs> you, you counter that whole idea of offense and defense anticipating to go with Michael Jordan's quote of "whatever the defense chooses, they're wrong," but yes. but that's assuming you're Michael Jordan and you have this endless belt <laughs> of tools. Well, majority of high school players they can't go left very well, or, or they can only do one thing really well. So anticipating the go move, that's brilliant because it will shut down. How many guys truly have a great counter and not, I'm not talking the 18 combo moves you see in, in, in videos. No, that doesn't happen. It's not
1: realistic. No. The other, the other thing I would add to that and uh it's kind of like in skill work. And I, and I know, like, I know that, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of great things about you, by the way, I should have said that early on as a coach, but I know you're, I know you're great at teaching skill and that, and that example right there, you know, just substantiates that. But we, so like in skill work, we tell kids, I say this all the time. You can never get quicker at something unless you try to do it quicker. And the reason you don't do it quicker is cuz you're worried about making a mistake. So, when we're working on skill, we always tell them don't worry about mistakes. In fact, we want you to do it quicker and quicker until you screw up. Yeah. Um, and so kind of the same like when working on guarding the ball, like we we explain to him that if he gets you in a straight line, make it a short line. So we actually work on sprinting as hard as we can. And the term we use is cut it. Like if if you watch one of our games and could hear what we're yelling on the sideline, you would hear us a lot of times on defense yelling, cut it, cut it, cut it, meaning, you know, he's kind of by you or, you know, sprint until you can get your head back around. And so that actually, in that one-on-one, you know, we did it uh, this morning in practice and, you know, offensive kid would give a good maybe a good move or just maybe he's quicker than the guy guarding but uh the guy guarding is just sprinting until he can get his head around and making him have to hit the brakes and when that happens in a five on five you know real game that kind of causes a problem for the offense because at the moment he gets cut a lot of times he'll make a bad decision or he'll pick it up yeah and now the trap's showing up um Or, you know, I I just think that so I almost that's why we tell our guys make them dribble if they're trying to slice us slice our press up with a pass by hitting cutters and flashers like we have to make them put it on the floor and then and then they'll start making some poor decisions take them out of their press offense.
0: Yeah, Dick DiVenzio said the, the, the number one playmaker commandment is thou shalt be under control. And so if that if that's a commandment, it's got to mean that it's one, it's very important, but it's probably hard to follow that rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and your style of play. Holds their feet to the control fire, like every possession. And you got to imagine, OK, I, one thing I, when we were pressing a lot at faith and it was more zone press than anything else, but when we were doing that. I felt like the 32 minute game was really short and I didn't feel like we got at our, the legs of our opponents enough. And because one, we weren't forcing a lot of live ball turnovers. They were more kick it out of bounds, throw it out of bounds, but the play stops, we get the ball back and go. But so you, you definitely with your style, it's probably a little bit more live ball, but, but it's not so much that you're getting the other team tired. But it's just that they're having to demonstrate so much control after after possession after possession that, especially with teenagers, that's why you can't press in college and in the NBA as effectively. Because one, they don't get tired, but they're so skilled and so quick. And so
1: they can, you know, uh, it makes a lot of sense, coach. Well, well, thank you. I I don't know if it does or not, but (laughs) that's what we're going with.
0: no i like it we've
1: enjoyed it i think the the other thing that i would add on that i mean your question was about guarding the ball so i hope i cut that but i think too a lot of that i mean we talk about the skill of being a spear yeah you might get beat a little bit but make it a short beat get you know cut it back off but i think kids start to kind of take pride in that as well they start you see a a part of their personality, uh, maybe come out or maybe develop that they, that wasn't there about, uh, kind of enjoying taking pride and being able to, to show a high level of competitiveness by not letting people go by them. And, and I think that can, you know, be a snowball that starts getting bigger as, you know, as kids come through your system. Uh, so I do, but guarding the ball is huge. Um, We try to build, we try to tell our kids everything we, in life, you always need to have insurance. And so in everything we do, we want to have an insurance policy. If we miss a shot, we have, you know, we have three guys crashing every time. Um, as an example. And if we, uh, you know, if we get beat, if we, which is going to happen, if we get beat on the bounce, we have to be sprinting ahead as sprinting back into play as hard as we can. Ralph Tasker at Hobbs told me, you know, coach, it's the hustle back that's the key. It's the hustle back. And so, you know, we got to sprint to get back ahead. But even if even if we get beat and they get an easy one on us, well, what's our insurance policy? Get it out of the net. The the 10 players are spread out. Get it out of the net, have it across midcourt in three and a half seconds. Going the other way. And so that would be our insurance policy when there is a breakdown. um And a lot of times when it looks like there's a breakdown, if we do get it cut off or somebody comes in and plugs the gap, we end up having them shoot a quick three on us. They kick it and shoot a quick three. And that's if they miss that shot, victory. It's yeah. yeah. They, you know, miss quick three misses or fast breaks the other way. Yeah. So, you know, we'll tell our guys that too. Okay. I mean, that's not what we want on defense, but it, it still worked in our favor because he missed it, and we had a run out going the other way. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share
0: it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamodi Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.